I'm Jeff Sturtz, and this is Wide Awake, a podcast offering biblical insight and encouragement. I shouldn't have to tell you this because you know as well as I do that when you hear a phrase like that, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Is it the ever-present need to diet and exercise? Or maybe it's reigning in a bad habit like overspending, binge-watching TV, or perhaps stressing yourself out with too much activity in your life. There are plenty of things that we all know very well that we should or shouldn't be doing. Things that are true that we've gotten used to ignoring. Or maybe things that we just need to have put right out in front of us again so we don't forget because they affect the decisions we make. Once in a while, something like this becomes a matter of broad social consciousness, or maybe I should say lack of consciousness. Such is the case for a TV viewing phenomenon centered on a young Japanese woman named Marie Kondo, who through her hit Netflix series and her traveling around the world, is teaching Americans to organize their living spaces on her show, Tidying Up. Now, similar to a particular diet craze, Marie Kondo's method isn't absolutely mind-blowing, never having been thought of before, or even something that is likely to settle the matter of home organization once and for all. Rather, it's a new face offering a new perspective on something that is staring Americans in the face on a regular basis, their overabundance of cluttered stuff. Suppose, though, that I walked into your house and said something like, You might not know this, or have ever thought about it before, but you have some stuff lying around here that needs to be organized. And if you do it, you'll be happy you did. Or maybe I would say it more bluntly. Hey, you've got a bunch of junk lying around here that you need to sort out or get rid of. You want to be happy, don't you? Am I telling you something that you don't already know? No, of course not. And the likelihood would be that if I said it that way, you would be discouraged or insulted. Now, I have to say, in full disclosure... I have just finished episode two of Miss Kondo's show, and it's helping. You see, it's not always that we don't know something. It's that human nature requires that we be reminded afresh of certain things. And we're often more motivated to do something we know we need to do when someone encouraging comes along and offers a new or renewed perspective. We are forgetful, worn down, sometimes overwhelmed and may not realize in our present state how important something is until someone points it out once again. This is the tone in much of the subject matter of the letter that Paul the Apostle writes to the young church plant in Thessalonica. Taking on the attitude of a good coach and loving mentor, Paul writes about a lot of things that he already told them when he was there in the beginning of their Christian experience, but, like a good coach, recognizes their need to do what they are doing only to a greater and fuller degree. He says in 1 Thessalonians 4, Finally then, brothers, we ask and urge you in the Lord Jesus that as you received from us how you ought to walk and to please God, just as you are doing, that you do so more and more. It's not that they weren't doing anything right, or that they had no clue on how to live the Christian life. It's that over time they kind of let some things slack. Or they heard it at first but didn't realize how it applied to their life these months later. Several times, Paul says something like, You don't need someone to write this to you because you already know this. But it's the disconnect from what we know to how we actually live our lives that becomes the issue. So, as a Christian, what's the solution? How do we, as best as we can help it, keep from having blind spots in our life? How do we not fall into unhealthy spiritual ruts? How do we keep afresh our love for God and others as we should? Well, it's quite simple, really. 
we need to be reminded, as Paul was reminding his readers, we need to surround ourselves with God's Word and with the people of the Word. This is exactly what the early church did from its very inception. Luke writes in Acts 2 that the early disciples, quote, devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. They were devoted. They were committed to understanding God's will as he revealed it through his hand-chosen apostles. They were committed to being around each other. They were committed not to missing the Lord's Supper, a formal practice of remembrance. And they committed themselves to regular prayer. And Luke says that they did this daily. Now, I said earlier that the solution is simple. Well, of course that's true, but it's not always easy. Life gets busy. With people comes problems. Sometimes we just don't feel like engaging in the life of the church. Something comes up that throws off our good habits and we just sort of fade away. And the list goes on. But as much as we may feel like any one of these practices is the last thing we want to do in the moment, we must recognize that if we ignore them, we're really ignoring our Creator's formula for spiritual growth and Christian flourishing. We need to be in God's Word and around God's people. And the longer we forsake these things or get used to half-heartedly attending to them, the more our spiritual house looks like one on Marie Kondo's show, or maybe worse. I want to encourage you in this as we head further into the new year. And I may be saying something that you already know, but it may be time to tidy up your spiritual life. Maybe you've been forsaking real and rich fellowship that you ought to be a part of. See episode 3. Maybe it's been a long time since you've cracked open your Bible for more than a few minutes on your own and gotten alone with your God. Or maybe it's been kind of sporadic and needs more consistency. Maybe God has been tugging on you to have some more quality time with Him in prayer. Or maybe it's a combination of all these things. The truth of the matter is we all have things that we know we should be doing and we know we would be better off if we did. My hope, though, is that when you get to December 31st of this year, that you will look back, see the joy and fruit of taking real spiritual steps in your life, and offer God praise for what He has done in and through you. So with that, it's time to tidy up. Thanks for listening. If you don't know what it means to know God personally, please don't hesitate to reach out, and we'd love to show you from the Bible how you can know God. You can email me at info at wileygospel.org. If you're not plugged into and regularly attending a local church in the Wiley area, I invite you to come out and visit us. You can find the times and location on our website, wileygospel.org. I look forward to sharing with you more encouragement from God's Word here on Wide Awake.